Good morning, Embrace. Nice to see you all. Nice to see you all this morning. My name is Laban. I am the worship leader here at the church. I invite you to stand with us. Let's start with a call to worship before we sing together. O oh Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you. As the day rises to meet the sun, glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. can remain standing. Uh, actually, y'all can go ahead and have a seat. I'm going to invite uh, Liz and Valentine and Ellie to come forward, and they are going to light 
our third candle uh, for this week, and they're going to read some of our scriptures and some liturgy for us this morning. And so I encourage you all to receive this um, with a prayerful heart as you hear these words um, read by Liz and Ellie, and then Valentin's going to light our candles. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The prophet Isla tells us about the joy of ascending to God's house. The prophet tells us to imagine being set free, being unburdened, being released to live, to fully live in the grace and wonder of life itself, surrounded by those who love us like no one else. And then he tells us that the journey to get There is just as much as joy. The psalmist says, Happy are these whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, who made heaven and earth, who keeps faith, who executes justice, gives food, sets prisoners free, opens eyes, lifts up, watches over, upholds. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. We light these candles, the candle of joyous hope of proclaimed peace and of deep and everlasting joy as a sign that we are those who walk with a skip in our step because we can see the destination and it is pure joy. We are ascending to God's promise. have a seat. So what we're going to do now is uh, take our time of sharing with one another. We call this our time of gratitude and lament. This is our time where we just join with a few people around you. I know for some of you introverts in the room, this may be your least favorite part of the service, and I apologize. Um, You know, it's good to be uncomfortable every now and then. And you might meet someone new and get to, to hear from someone what they're experiencing this morning. Um, For those of you who are extroverts, this may be your favorite part of the Sunday morning, and you wish we could go longer. Um, But I encourage you just to turn to a few people around you. You can do groups of four, five, three, something like that. And uh, if you see someone by themselves, like, make sure you invite them over or go sit with them and ask them kind of how they're doing. But you can share something you're grateful for this morning. And then if you have a lament, a lament is just sharing something that maybe is not going so well for you, maybe something that... Um, is hard that you're experiencing, or maybe something you see in the world around you that's making you just feel upset, or you just want to lament and say, this is not right, you know, and I want to bring this to the community. Um, You can share gratitude. If you do have a lament, you can share that. Um, When someone's done sharing, if you're not quite sure how to respond, just say, thank you for sharing. That's an appropriate response. 
Um, so let's do that now um, and just spend a few moments talking with one another. I'll call us back together uh, in just a few minutes, and then we'll uh, continue to worship.
We'll give you all one more moment to wrap up your conversations. I invite you to stand with us. Let's sing The Lion and the Lamb. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break as broken hearts declare His praise. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles and every knee will bow before him our god is the lamb the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world his blood breaks the chains and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb and every knee will bow before him So open up the gates, make way before the King of Kings. The God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. And fight in our battles, and every knee will bow before Him. And our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. And every knee will bow before Him. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power 
and fight in our battles, and every knee will bow before Him. And our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. And every knee will bow before Him. And who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? And who can stop the Lord Almighty? And who can stop the Lord? And our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before Him. And our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain. For the sins of the world, His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. And every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. And every knee will bow before Him.
shall come to thee, O Israel. time in our service uh, for our little ones. It is time to dismiss them for their time of learning in the Wonder Room. And so as they're coming forward, I'll give you all a couple of instructions. If you are a child, four years old, all the way up through fifth grade in elementary school, then you are invited to go up for your own time of learning in the Wonder Room. If you are a parent and you are new today and you've never, your child has never been up there before, then I ask that you walk up with them and the leaders and that you also make sure they have their correct paperwork filled out and all that. And so let's give our kids a hand as they're coming forward and heading on out. So I invite you all to have a seat.
I realize I've not introduced myself yet. My name is John Gallagher, and I'm the lead pastor here at Embrace. If I don't know you or you're visiting this morning, I just want to say welcome to you. I hope that you feel right at home here at our church. Um, If you need anything, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, We are about to enter into our prayer time um, that we do each week. Before we do that, I just want to remind you and Um, Dan uh, from Matchstick Goods will be in at the very end to say a few words about it, but Matchstick Goods is hosting their winter market uh, sale after church in the cafe, and so if you know about that and you're interested in going to it, uh, don't head out uh, early from service, because Dan will be here at the end to uh, give you some more details about that, and it'll just be right out this door in the cafe after the service is over. So, um, if you would like to join me at the altar uh, to pray, uh, then I'm going to kneel. Anyone is invited to join me. We do this each week. If you like to kind of take that posture of prayer, I'm going to give us some time just to kind of settle in and be still and quiet for a moment. Um, Then I'll pray for us, and we'll all close by saying the Lord's Prayer together. I encourage you to direct your attention to the screen when we get to the Lord's Prayer. Um, If you don't know what that is, that's when we're all going to start praying together. Um, and the words will be up there on the screen, and you can join along and, and pray with us. And so um, if anybody would like to join me to pray at the altar, you're invited to come forward uh, now if you would like. And we'll just spend a few moments in quiet uh, with God as we begin our time. encourage you just to take a few moments and just breathe in and breathe out. For some of you, this may be the first time all week long that you have settled down just to spend some time in prayer. I encourage you not to feel guilty about that. And just know that God is open to you. And God is just pleased and so full of joy that you have decided to set this time aside to connect with our Creator. As you breathe, just be reminded that God's Spirit lives within you. God's Spirit is hovering all around us. Before the world was even created, God's Spirit was hovering over the waters, it says. God's Spirit was there at the beginning, and God's Spirit will be there at the end, and God's Spirit is all around us, even living within us, giving us breath and life, sustaining us as we walk the journeys that we all are walking each and every day.
And I'll just remind you of one other scripture that tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. There is no sin, there is no distance, there is no terrible week, there is no loss, there is no hole that we kind of fall into, there is nothing. Nothing that can separate us from God's love. We can run from God, but God runs after us and pursues us. Perhaps this morning you just need to turn around and see that God has been there with you all along. Lord, we come to you this morning and we are just grateful to be together. We are grateful for your unconditional, radical, and even reckless love that you show us. Lord, we are grateful that you are a God who shows up. We are grateful that you showed up for your people 2,000 years ago when you came into this world and walked among us. We are grateful that you continue to show up for us each and every day since. And we are also longing and grateful for the promise that you will show up again and restore all things and bring this beautiful new creation full of life and goodness and peace. And we long for that day and we work alongside you for that day to come to fruition even now in our midst. As we see so much suffering and pain around us, help us, Lord, to be agents of your love. Help us, Lord, to be your hands and feet here on earth, doing the work of the kingdom, doing the work of the gospel, doing the work of peace and of love and of hope and of joy here in our world today. Help us to remember that the gift of new creation is a wonderful gift, and it is also a calling and vocation that you have called us to join you in your work in this world. Lord, we pray today that you would encourage us, that you would lift us up, that we would leave here today feeling more joyful, and that we would have maybe a, a slight skip in our step, as our liturgy said this morning, even as we come face to face with intense darkness and difficulties that we could have joy even in spite and in the midst of those realities. Help us to discover that joy that is a result of knowing and seeing your goodness. Lord, I pray today that we would have eyes to see, that we could borrow your eyes this morning and see things the way you do, that we could borrow your ears this morning and hear the way you do. And as we go throughout our weeks, we could borrow your hands and your feet and your heart, your presence, Lord, and be Jesus for those we encounter. Lord, we have lots of things to be grateful for, lots of joy, 
and gratitude, and we also have so much lament, and there is so much suffering around us. We continue, Lord, to pray and, and just lament the violence that we see each and every day all around us, the violence we experience and, and, and feel sometimes even in our own hearts, the harm we do to one another with our words and our, and our bodies even, Lord. We, we lament and we repent of the, the violence and the, the anger that we often pour out on one another. And God, we also lament just the war and the, the gun violence and the pain and the suffering that we see right here in our own communities here in Lexington. We lament that we've had more gun deaths this year. We continue to break records. Those are records we do not want to break, Lord. We pray that you would come, Lord, through your people, through your presence, through your spirit, and bring more peace to our communities, more coming together and less division. We pray you would compel, Lord, our leaders and those in power to, to use their power to benefit the lives of people in our community, in particular those who suffer the most. And help us to know our part in, in moving and pushing and even agitating our, our community and our leaders and our people in power to do the things that do right by those who suffer. And help us to know our part and how we do that each and every day that we live in our own homes, in our own families, in our own friend groups, in our own uh, streets that we walk each and every day. Lord, we need you so much, and we see just greater and greater need each and every day, and we ask, Lord, that you would show up and that you would also give us some peace even in the midst of all the strife and help us to taste and see the goodness of God this morning. Lord, we love you so much. We are so grateful for all you're doing. We're grateful for those who are experiencing reprieve from sickness this week. We are grateful, Lord, for those who are just maybe had a, a good experience with a family member. We're grateful for those who have received good news on medical reports. We're grateful for those who have been able to, to experience maybe a promotion at work or getting a new job, Lord, so many things. We're grateful for those who are on their journey of sobriety and being able to move uh, past the addictions that have plagued them, Lord. We have so much to praise you for, and I pray that those things would also be on our minds this morning, that we could be awake to both the horror and also the hope, that we could be awake to the goodness and also the hard things, that we wouldn't shy away from the hard things, but we would cling to the, the goodness that we experience as well. Help us to live in this tension with courage as we wait and long for that day when you will come back and make things whole again. And while we wait, we continue to pray uh, along with Faithful uh, followers of you all across our world, this prayer that you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. So let's join together and say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for spending some time in prayer this morning. I would like to go ahead and read our scripture for today. 
And so I'll let you, if you would like to turn in your Bibles, you're welcome to. And, and the text is in Isaiah. It's Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 10. So Isaiah 35, Isaiah is in kind of the section of the Old Testament, of the prophetic books that we call them. Interesting fact, they're kind of just arranged in the length uh, that they have in the Bible. So the shorter ones are in the, towards the end of the Old Testament, and the longer ones are towards the beginning. Neither, none of them are more important than the others. Though I will say that Isaiah is probably one of the most treasured uh, books of prophecy in the Old Testament, both for Christians and for Jewish people. So let me read this for us. It's Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 10. And this is another prophecy, another promise. It's really pointing to the promise of new creation that we've been talking about. And our beautiful artwork that we have uh, displayed, the picture here, the third one, if you're going from this side over, is been drawn and inspired by the words of these, uh, this text. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today is what we call in the Christian calendar Joy Sunday. It's also called Rejoice Sunday. Uh, in Latin, it's called Gaudete Sunday, which basically just means to rejoice. Advent, as many of you probably know, is typically more of a somber season. When you get to Christmas is when you start singing more happy stuff and start having more cheer. But Advent is really meant to be a little bit of a more somber season. Um, I think that's kind of why I like it. I tend to err on that side of things. Um, it's a time to confess and repent. It's a time to prepare ourselves for Jesus' coming. 
You notice even in the seasons, as, as Christmas is coming, the days just get darker and darker. Advent is more of a heavy season. However, on the third Sunday of Advent, many traditions kind of lighten the load a bit and lighten the spirit. We light the pink candle and we talk about joy. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. The Isaiah text that, that we read for you today is a beautiful promise of new creation. And I love this. I've loved every text we've read each week. They're so powerful. I encourage you, maybe it's just a spiritual practice to read those words each day as we kind of gear up for the next week. But it's so powerful. These images are so profound. This uh, promise in Isaiah is of restoration. It's of new creation. It's of life coming to places that are dead and, and maybe seem dead and, and you can't find life. And it is inspired and brought joy to people really for centuries. Um, it was written for folks originally, the original hearers of these words, um, were people who felt like a dry desert. They felt like they had thirsty and they needed something to give them life. It was written for people who felt like they just couldn't keep going. It was written for people who looked around and saw a world suffering from drought and famine. And it was a promise that even creation would be renewed and restored. The images of this text are blooming deserts, dry lands flowing with water, these are images of safety and of healing. The text begins, I love how it says that the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will even rejoice. It's an image of like the actual creation itself singing for joy because there is now water flowing. There is new life. And this is particularly inspiring to me this year as we've seen even in the United States, this country being just like ravaged by extreme drought, and, and you can imagine the land just crying out for quenching. The prophet tells the people of Israel, he says, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. According to the prophet, the Israelites could rejoice even in the midst of a very hard situation, they could experience joy because, because of God's promise that He would come, that God would come. And when God would come, God is going to bring new creation to all peoples and to all places. I'm excited about that. But let's be honest here. <laughs> we still see deserts, don't we? We see, still see droughts, we see famines, we see fires. We're just coming on the year anniversary of the tragedy where the tornado flew across the town in Kentucky and decimated homes and destroyed lives. We see human misery, we see suffering, not so much healing and being made whole. We don't see as much of that as we long to see. We still need God to come and save us. Sure, we can rejoice about the promise of new creation, but what about now, right? What about right now? And for those of us who are still holding on to hope and clinging to God's promises, a lot of people are struggling and say, I don't know if God is a promise keeper or not because I see a lot of suffering. But for those of us still trying to hold on, it's even harder for us 
because we see all the suffering around us. And it's hard to understand where God is in the midst of all of it, right? It's hard. This is the great problem of evil and suffering that people have been trying to wrestle with since the beginning of time, right? We want to believe in a good God who is powerful and mighty and has a plan. Yet what is going on around us? We see so much pain. Advent is a very interesting season. I want to explain why I think it's interesting. The word Advent means coming or arrival. So Advent is about showing up. It's about arriving. It's about coming into a place. Now, it's always felt a bit odd for me as a Christian because we believe God has already come in Jesus, right? So it's kind of weird, like, preparing for Jesus to come in Bethlehem because, like, he came in Bethlehem. In history, we believed that 2,000 years ago, right? So it's always been a bit odd for me. We believe that the prophecies in Isaiah were fulfilled in Jesus. That is part of the Christian belief and confession. That's why we can sing the song that the band led us in this morning, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. So yes, God has already come in Jesus, but we see that tension. God has come, but just to be frank, we need God to come again. (laughs) You know, he didn't fix everything the first time, right? There is still a lot of work that needs to be done. All was not made right when Jesus came the first time. There is still work left to be done. And so during Advent, we celebrate the first time Jesus came, but really what we're doing in many ways is looking forward to the second time Jesus will come. We are waiting for that day. We are longing for that day. But the question we always wrestle with at Embrace is this, what do we do in the meantime? (laughs) Right? We had the first coming of Jesus. We're waiting for the second coming of Jesus, and what do we do in this space in between? What about now? Well, here's the, really, here's the really interesting and exciting part for me about Advent. We actually are celebrating three comings of God. So the first one, the coming of God in Jesus in Bethlehem, part of our, our faith and our belief is that it actually happened. God came, incarnated himself, and walked among us in this person who was fully God and fully human named Jesus of Nazareth. The third one you see on the list is the second coming of God when Jesus returns. But also, we believe in the continual coming of God, in the small and big ways that God shows up for us each and every day of our lives. I heard someone say that the Christian life is a perpetual advent. We're always waiting and anticipating the ways God's going to show up. We're waiting for it, and we also anticipate it because we believe that it will happen. That God is going to reveal himself to us over and over and over again. Show up in our lives and in the world. Christ is always coming, always arriving, always showing up, always reaching out. And and we believe this is who God is. God is a God who shows up. One day all will be well and all will be made whole. And while we wait we can still rejoice. We can have joy because we see the countless ways that God shows up in our world each and every day. Now, let me say something here. If we have eyes to see the things of God, right, then we can rejoice because we see all the ways God's showing up. We live in this perpetual advent. But let me be honest with you. I believe everything I just said, 100%. (laughs) I believe it. 
But I got to be real with you. I've had a hard time this week having the eyes of God and seeing all the ways that God has shown up for me. I've had a hard time this week. I've not been very joyful. I don't know if I've experienced much of any joy this week, just to be honest. So it's really hard to show up and preach a sermon on it. Frankly, I did not want to preach today. Um, I certainly did not want to preach about joy today. Um, last week, it, this past week's just been one of the hardest weeks I've had in a while, and, and nothing terrible happened in my life. But it's just, I experienced the stress of trying to care for a sick kid while recovering from being sick myself. Um, Laura and I had very busy weeks. Um, things weren't clicking for me this week. I felt exhausted, and I couldn't manage and still haven't managed to figure it all out <laughs> and kind of get myself where I need to be. I couldn't fig- can't figure out how to make it all work. And usually what I do in my life is I just put my head down and I try to power through. Y'all ever do that? Just try to power through stuff. And I've struggled this week to just power through. Um, and, and maybe uh, you all understand what I'm talking about. You know, each week, I as a pastor desire to show up and do what Isaiah was telling the people to do. I want to show up and I want to strengthen your feeble hands. <laughs> I want to show up and steady your weak knees. I want to help you stay grounded and be strong and overcome your fears. And I had to ask myself this week, what do I do if I feel weak? If my knees are not feeling great or if my hands are feeble or if my spirit is not where I want it to be? How do I help you all experience joy when I don't feel joyful? This may be the hardest part of being a pastor, just to be honest. And I'll tell you, throughout the whole pandemic, it was like a weekly, a weekly deal. <laughs> and I found the way through it was just to be honest with you all about it. And so I pray that, that this is a space I can be like that. <laughs> Something, uh, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Jeremy always encourages me to be honest. Um, something occurred to me on Friday night. Um, we had a few people over to our house, and everyone was just, it was a really beautiful evening, and, and and my wife really helped us go to some deep places um, with our group of folks. And we shared some really deeply personal and profound stories from our lives. And one of our friends shared a song uh, with the group. And, and she really shared this song for those who were feeling like they're barely hanging on. Do you all feel like you're barely hanging on? And she basically, the gist of the song was, if you just can't right now, if you feel like you're slipping, if you feel like you can't, hold on any longer, then, then hold on to me. I've got you. And the song was a song really just saying, hold on, I got you, hold on to me. When you need someone to carry your load, I'm here. And ultimately, that's what community is all about. Um, that's what friendship is all about. It's about holding one another. It's about bearing each other's burdens. And what occurred to me is that I don't always have to be the strong one. Um, sometimes you all will need me, and sometimes I will need you. And perhaps some of you all feel like me this morning that you're struggling to feel joyful today. Maybe you're struggling to see the ways God is showing up for you and working in our midst. It's hard to have joy if we can't see the things God's doing, right? Well, the beautiful thing is we do have one another. And so uh, what I'm going to attempt to do this morning is give us a chance to lift one another up. Um, Because I know I need some joy, and I imagine others of you do as well. In 2020, uh, during the thick of the pandemic, Many of us read a book together called The Book of Joy, and it's a book that was written by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. Um, Desmond Tutu has since passed away. Um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu pointed out in the book 
this simple fact that is really profound, and he pointed out that joy is actually contagious, that joy can be shared with others. You can, your joy actually can bring joy into another person's life. And my hope is today that some of your joy can spread uh, what I would call like a virtuous virus in this room. <laughs> is that too soon? I'm sorry. Um, uh, but, you know, we're, things are spreading, but I want to spread some joy. Um, my hope is that we will all leave here feeling a bit more joyful because we see clearly uh, the ways that God is showing up for us in our everyday lives. Um, Desmond Tutu, I just want to share this quote. It's the last thing I want to share. He writes in the book that we can actually be a reservoir of joy, an oasis of peace, a pool of serenity that can ripple out to all those around you. And I know for a fact, I can say 100% that you all have been that for me at times in my life, and my hope is I've been able to be that for you. And so I'm going to stop sharing, and I just want, we do this occasionally, and for some of you all, this may feel very strange to like just open it up for people to say things, uh, but I think it's one of my favorite things we do as a church. But I want to just give you all a chance to share, and so some of you may have no problem speaking out into this large room. Um, some of you may, but I encourage you, if you have something to share, just try, you know, because uh, it's a really uh, great thing for us to hear from one another what we are feeling. Every Monday night, we always have a time of sharing, and it's just one of the most encouraging things every single week is to hear what folks are grateful for. So the question I want you all to think about this morning and to answer is this, and, and is this, what has brought you joy lately? Like, what has brought you joy recently in your life? And I'm talking about just the ways that you see God showing up for you in big and small ways. How have you seen signs of new creation in your everyday life? What has brought you joy? And I think through hearing things that have brought you all joy, hopefully all of us will feel a little bit more joyful. And so those of you online, I'd love if y'all could type some of your things out, and I'll, I'll try to keep track of it and, and read some of those for the group as well as you all write some things that have brought you joy. But what I want to do basically is just open it up, and y'all can shout, shout out things. Um, if it's just one word, that's totally cool. It's a little bit longer, a, a little bit longer. That's okay, too. Uh, we don't have time for multiple sermons this morning, unfortunately. Um, so be mindful of how long uh, you share. But uh, what is something that has brought you joy recently? It could be a story. It could be a, a concept. It could be a thing you did, whatever it may be. So, Becky, start us out. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to repeat back what folks say so those who are online or listening later can hear. But Becky just shared every time she steps foot in this building and just around all of you all uh, that she feels a lot of joy. And that's one reason why we need to not stop getting together. You know, a lot of people... I understand why people are down on church uh, and don't think it's that important to go to church. Um, I get it, but we got to keep coming together because we need each other. We need these opportunities to gather and experience one another's joy. Yeah, Dan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dan just sharing that he got to go to this uh, new Mexican restaurant in town and just all the folks there, all the joy in the room and people dancing and just 
just felt like a, a really joyful space to be in. And, and you were feeding off that joy of the folks in that restaurant. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Huh? Yeah, thank, I don't know. Yeah, sure, John. <laughs> uh, Carolyn. Yeah, so just sharing that that now it's dark, so on the way home it's dark, which is not always great, but the other side of that is the sun's coming up earlier, and so just being able to see the sunrise on your way to work, yeah. Now, I I haven't done this lately, but I used to run early in the mornings, and being able to, one thing I loved about running early before it got light out was just watching the sunrise while I was out, yeah. Um, we'll go to Jeremy, and then Shamar, you can go next. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy is just sharing that, you know, growing up in a church with Christian leaders and it's a lot of repression of how people were actually feeling and feeling like they have to put on a certain way if that's not really what's going on inside and just sharing gratitude. Yeah, what'd you say? Yeah, the happy Jesus smile. It's, yeah, that's uh, not my thing. Um, Jesus does make me happy sometimes, so, yeah. Um, we'll go to Shamari and then over here to Melissa, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Shamari. Shamari is a leader at Step by Step. She was saying a ministry she's been involved in and now has become a leader in, and, and just they had a Christmas party with all the moms and just seeing all the, the joy that they experienced and how just a special of a moment that was uh, brought Shamari joy. Yeah, over here. Yeah, so she was just sharing a teacher at Tate's Creek and um, let the kids watch the World Cup and, and just experiencing the joy of watching uh, this sport and this event that so many people love so much and just the joy on their faces as they kind of shared that moment together. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Rick.
Yeah, so Rick was just sharing that, you know, earlier this year had just a really hard time and didn't know if he was going to live, and it's just given you new eyes to see things differently, and, and, and just being able here to sit and just see what's happening in the space and just experience joy because you didn't know if you'd get to see that again. So, yeah, I love that that experience in your life gave you fresh eyes to see your life and to see others and everything uh, with a different perspective and have more joy. I think often those who have been through the most somehow have the most joy, you know, and there's, I'm learning that there's even joy found in, in grief and, and a lot of the things that, that we go through in life. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Yeah, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Just sharing, hearing the little ones in the room um, just brings them so much joy. You got a lot of good quotes, Rob, from songs. You've shared them. I love the kicking at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. Is that another one, too? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just experiencing the joy of just all the, the kids, and, and I've certainly felt that this week with Kai, and Kai's brought me and Laura so much joy this week, even as he's been sick. Um, we'll go back to Lisa in the back. Yeah, so Lisa was just sharing. She's been praying for some things for, for many, many years and starting to see um, a lot of things that she'd been praying for actually come into her life now and seeing prayers answered um, over a long time. And that waiting's not easy, but, yeah, the, the joy at the end is even greater um, because of the waiting. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Caleb, have you been trying to get my attention for so long? Raise that hand high, Caleb, as high as you can. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Caleb and Emily are both sharing that they found joy in their new fur baby. This is a thing, I guess. I am not, I would not understand that, uh, but found joy in a new cat in their home and, and all the just kind of fun stuff related to that, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm allergic to cats, so I will never have a fur baby in my home. Yes, John.
I'm going to summarize. I have to do very good listening on Sundays when I do this. Um, John was sharing first. He had a great Japanese meal uh, at the home of an unnamed family in the church. Um, and it was amazing. Uh, and so he's grateful for that. But then also just all the ways he's, a couple of specific ways just of seeing his, his presence and him being there in the classroom and the small ways of showing love and kindness and belief in the students has just um, made a difference. And so thank you, John, for sharing that. Those are beautiful stories. And you are, you are doing what we're talking about. You know, you're bringing this new creation into your classroom by doing that. So thank you for sharing that example with us. Anything else? I can probably do one more maybe. Jackie? Uh, I'll do two. I saw, I saw two hands. We'll go Jackie and then we'll go back here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Jackie was just sharing gratitude for our worship team and yeah, all the time and effort and creativity they put into what they do and it's such a blessing uh, to all of us. So uh, absolutely. And in the back, yeah. Absolutely. So just sharing about younger siblings and being able to just have FaceTime calls um, while doing menial tasks and just being able to have that moment together, even though you all are separated by, by many, many hours. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I do want to, some folks online have shared a few things, so I just want to make sure I share what they um, have shared this morning. Julie Duff was sharing that her nephews, um, she says, my nephews brought me joy. Also reading and researching female leadership in the early church gives me hope that we might finally get back on track. Uh, Lindsay Trent shared that the joy and innocence of watching my daughter play and discover new things. Everything is new at nine months. Uh, Yes, that is very true. Uh, Julie Duff also shared Christmas lights bring her joy. Uh, Kyle Heft, um, who no longer lives here but has uh, been a part of this church in the past and served here, um, went to seminary. He shares that Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Fourth Movement, Ode to Joy, I consider it a third day of Advent hymn, and so um, that's bringing him joy. Sue Crone is just sharing. She received a text this morning from one of the young women in Costa Rica just to say hi and that she loves me, um, and that brought her joy. Uh, Nancy Heiner said, my dog is having a happy dream right now and making cute noises. That is awesome. Um, Jessica Young said, watching my five-year-old learn to read, the excitement she has is amazing to see, fills my heart. Sue, uh, I think she meant to say this whole thing earlier when she said Christmas lights, but she said, Christmas lights bring me joy and remind me of the light um, brought to the world with Christ's birth. Sonda Coleman shares unexpected blessings that come that is so right on time. 
Amen. Renee Column, Column shares. Good to see you, Renee. It's been a while. Uh, just shares Christ's birth. Uh, Jim Barrick says, finding joy in watching our daughter grow and discover new things about the world around her. Uh, that's a common theme. Renee also shares having blessed friends who support and love you when you're going through the storms. Absolutely. Um, and then Sue also sh- says that uh, the kids laughing and chasing each other last week at the gathering. Um, also hearing Kai laugh at another baby the other week in church. <laughs> uh, joyful noise. Yes, Kai loves to laugh at, at everyone. It's great. Um, Renee shares Embrace Church is my forever family, and that's what brings her joy. So thank you all so much. Uh, this was hopefully uplifting to you. It certainly was to me. It was kind of selfish to do this because I just wanted uh, you yeah, to to spread some goodness to me this morning, but I really do appreciate that. Um, I didn't have to, like, preach that long either, Dan, so that was great, too. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that out loud, Dan. <laughs> Don't have time to prepare a sermon. I'll just let you all share. Um, we're going to share communion, and this is another way we can experience joy. Um, Eventually, once we get hopefully through the worst of sickness, which, you know, we thought some of that was going away and people are still getting sick, we may eventually go back to the common loaf and, and the cup. Because one thing that always would bring me joy every Sunday is seeing all y'all line up down the aisle, coming forward, sharing communion together. Um, we have to imagine that a little bit more because we're all on our pews with these things. Um, but we can still experience joy. Because all of us are coming together for this common purpose of connecting with Jesus. And every single one of us is the exact same when we come to communion because we all need God's grace. In our diversity, there's unity because we are coming together in Christ to say, Lord, we need you. And we need your love. We need your salvation. And we need this in our lives. And so um, I encourage you all just to reflect on how much God loves you. And that certainly is a source of joy um, in our lives. And so if you all bow your heads with me just one moment. God, thank you so much for just how uplifting community can be to us. We thank you for the joy that comes to us through others. And honestly, Lord, as as I've reflected on joy the past few years, that's the common theme, Lord, that you keep revealing to me and to others that it's found in community. And so I'm so grateful that we were able to practice that today. And, and share joy together in community. And that the joy that each of us are experiencing in the big and small ways rippled out to others and hopefully can even ripple out, out into our day-to-day lives and the places we go from here after the service. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for giving your life for us. Lord, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon this bread and juice and whatever those at home have set aside for this purpose, that it will be for us the body and blood of Christ. Fill us up in a fresh way. I pray we leave here full um, and that we also leave here with more joy in our hearts, even as we walk through this somber and kind of difficult season that we're all experiencing. Lord, we love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said together, amen. If y'all want to go ahead and start opening it up. Might need someone to get me a new one. Rick, could you bring me one? Oh wait, I got it. I got it. Success. I find joy in the struggle of opening these communion cups every week. I'm not joking. It's it's always funny. 
watching myself on a video screen do it was funny as well during the pandemic. But I encourage you to take and eat. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And take and drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. We're going to close by singing a song together. I encourage you all to take whatever time you need to connect with God. Um, maybe you just want to continue to reflect on what God's doing in your life. And hopefully that can bring some joy into your heart. If you'd like prayer, um, like to pray with me, I'd love to do that. I'll be over here. Um, Rick is in the back, and he'd love to pray with you back there if you'd like to go back there and need prayer. Um, but let's just uh, end our time by worshiping together. As you're able, why don't we all stand together as we close?
just remain standing just for a moment. A couple of quick things I want to share. Dan, you can come on up. Um, while Dan's coming up, he's going to tell you about the Matchstick Goods sale. Um, but before that, I do want to remind you about one thing coming up on Saturday. Um, Laban is going to be leading us in an Advent worship service. And so it's going to be kind of tying a lot of the themes we've been talking about over the last um, couple weeks and what we'll continue to talk about together in a night of worship. There's going to be sharing and music and Lots of different things. That's going to be at 6 o'clock, and that is going to be on Saturday evening. And so probably lasts about an hour, is that right? Be there for about an hour. It's early enough, so you might be able to, to bring your kiddos with you. There will not be any child care, but you're welcome to bring um, your kids in for that service. But that will be coming up. It's called Stories from the Path. So this coming Saturday, December 17th at 6 p.m. And then Dan... Um, is going to tell you a little bit about the winter sale that's coming up right after church. Hey, y'all. My name is Dan Fowler. I'm the director of Matchstick Goods. It is a business uh, part of Common Good, which exists right down here in the basement at Embrace. Um, we sell ceramics, and we employ youth from this community. Um, and so we are actually having, as John mentioned, our, our big annual sale right in the cafe uh, after the service. Um, and this year for us has just been one of immense growth, um, both in terms of kind of the business and the impact we're having on our students. Uh, so really quickly, I just wanted to share with you some kind of cool numbers um, that highlight our growth from this year. Uh, 16, uh, sorry, 1,652 hours have been worked by students and our studio assistants this year. We have seen an 85% growth in sales uh, 12 markets and events uh, have been attended and operated by students and our grads. And we have released six new products this year, uh, two of which have been designed from start to finish by our students. Um, so if you were here last week, you heard uh, one of our student employees, Christian, speak uh, about the market. Um, and this is just kind of a really special event for us because it's a way to celebrate a lot of this growth that we've had over the past year. Um, and so we just want to celebrate that with you. Uh, we've got some cookies and cider and some other things available. Um, and I just also want to thank you all for your support. Um, Embrace donates the space uh, to Common Good. So we literally couldn't do it without you. Um, and even beyond that, many of you have been faithful supporters of Matchstick in our three-year history. So we want to thank you for that too. 
Um, and so, yeah, we'll see you after the service in the cafe. It's right out this door over here. Uh, you can't miss it. There will be times and everything. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. I, I really encourage you, even if you're like, I ain't got no money, still go and say hi to everybody. Um, I think most of the students, if not all of them, are there. Um, Valentine, who lit the candles this morning, his daughter Isabel is working um, for Matchstick, and she's going to be going full-time next year. Um, just a lot of exciting stuff. Many of our students, Christian, who was running the video this morning, um, has gone back there to work the sale. And so go in and just see what they've done. And if you need to get a gift for somebody, get something for yourself, please support their work. It all goes back into the programs, all right, to, to really enrich the life of people in our community. And so if you all prepare your hearts for the benediction, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.